Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of pulmonary function tests found under the pulmonary section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 23-year-old man presents to the emergency department with weakness. He states his legs were weak yesterday, but now he is also having trouble breathing. He recently recovered from a diarrheal illness. The patient's forced vital capacity is significantly reduced, and he is subsequently intubated. This is a case of Guillain-Barre syndrome. Let's continue with an introduction to pulmonary function tests. The clinical definition of spirometry is that it measures the volume of expired air during forceful and complete exhalation. The forced vital capacity is the total exhaled volume after a maximal inspiration. The forced expiratory volume in one second is the volume exhaled in the first second of maximal expiration. The FEV1 to FVC ratio is low in obstructive disease. This is concerning for obstructive diseases such as asthma. A normal or high ratio is significant for restrictive disease. So there is no obstruction of the airway, and it is concerning for restrictive diseases such as pulmonary fibrosis. The flow volume loops plot out spirometry findings. They may demonstrate normal, obstructive, or restrictive patterns. In a bronchoprovocation challenge, there is administration of a bronchospastic agent, such as methacholine, which is then followed by spirometry. This can aid in the diagnosis of asthma. Now let's discuss different pulmonary function tests in more detail. Elasticity is the ease of recoil after the lungs have expanded. It is decreased in obstructive and increased in restrictive diseases. Compliance is the ease of alveoli expansion. It is increased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. The minute volume is the volume of air expired in one minute. It is normal or decreased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. Residual volume is the air left in the lung after a max expiration. It is increased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. The total lung capacity is all of the air in the lung. This means vital capacity and residual volume. It is increased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. The tidal volume is the volume of air breathed in and out for a normal breath. It is decreased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. The vital capacity is the total volume exhaled after a full inspiration. It is decreased in obstructive and decreased in restrictive diseases. The forced expiratory volume is about 4 liters and is the volume expelled in one second. It is decreased in obstructive and normal or decreased in restrictive diseases. The forced vital capacity is about 5 liters normally and is the entire volume that can be expelled. It is normal or decreased in obstructive diseases and decreased in restrictive diseases. The FEV1 to FVC ratio is normally about 80%. This is considered the best screen, and values of less than 50% correlate with postoperative pulmonary complications. It is decreased in obstructive and normal or increased in restrictive diseases. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to pulmonary function tests, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 60-year-old woman with a history of emphysema 
has been referred by her pulmonologist for follow-up of pulmonary function testing. During the test, the patient reaches a point where her airway pressure is equal to the atmospheric pressure. Which of the following is most likely to be found during this respiratory state? And the answer choices are, choice one, pulmonary vascular resistance is at a maximum. Choice two, pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. Choice three, transmural pressure of the chest wall is at a minimum. Choice four, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at a maximum. Or choice five, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at a minimum. The best answer to this question is choice two, pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. Atmospheric pressure equals airway pressure at the end of a normal tidal expiration, during which pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. The PVR varies throughout the respiratory cycle and is determined by the resistance of both the alveolar vessels and the extra alveolar vessels. At lower lung volumes, less distended alveoli result in less compression of the alveolar vessels, which decreases PVR. However, at lower lung volumes, extra alveolar vessels also tend to collapse, which increases PVR. The balance of these competing effects on resistance results in the lowest PVR at the functional residual capacity, which is the lung volume at the end of a normal tidal expiration. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum, not maximum, at FRC. Choice three, transmural pressure of the chest wall is negative at FRC, but it can become even lower during maximal expiration. Negative pressure refers to pressure that is exerted in an outward direction. Choice four, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is at zero at FRC since pressures exerted from the chest wall and the lung are balanced. The transmural pressure of the system can further increase during inspiration when transmural pressure of the chest wall and lung are both positive. Choice five, transmural pressure of the lung chest wall system is zero at FRC. The transmural pressure of the system can become negative during maximal expiration. Finally, a bullet summary. Functional residual capacity is the lung volume at the end of a normal tidal expiration when pulmonary vascular resistance is at a minimum. That's all for this review about pulmonary function tests. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. Thank <laughs> you.